Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 100, When World Events Wake You Up, a conversation between myself and my friend, Barb Patterson. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the 100th episode of Changeable. So I had a 100th episode recorded, I still do. It was all queued up and ready to go. It's called Unchangeable and I really like it and I hope you'll like it too and you'll hear it next week. So it's it's not going anywhere. It's just gonna be episode 101 instead of 100. Um, which I kind of like, you know, I like an underdog. So 101 is kind of a nice, a nice number for it. The reason I preempted episode 100 um, is because it felt really important to bring you this conversation now, um, this conversation that Barb and I have that you'll hear. Um, it's obviously very relevant. Uh, and I know that Many of you are maybe trying to make sense of things or going through um, a lot personally or just waking up to a lot of things given what's going on in the world. And Barb and I are as well. And that's what we talk about in this episode. And it's a, it's a very personal episode and that we're not here um, to teach you about anything or share anything, although we for sure... Uh, talk about the understanding that we both come from when we in the in the episode that you'll hear. But really what spurred it and what got us, you know, even wanting to to do this is that we've both seen a lot, a lot in the last couple of weeks. I'll just speak for myself because you'll hear Barb's story. But um it's just for me, I've just really been shaken awake as to how easy it is to stay comfortable, um, how easy it's been to stay comfortable, how easy it would be to continue to stay comfortable. It really, really would. And um, how that doesn't feel to me deeply within my heart, like who I am. So why am I doing that? Why, why am I not looking in directions and not educating myself and not listening and, and, seeing as much as I possibly can about um, other people in the world and how their experience is. And not that I'll ever understand it, but wanting to. And right now where I am with it is really just acknowledging that I don't, that I don't understand it at all, that it has been incredibly easy to just stay comfortable in the name of, oh, well, I don't get into politics or um let's look over in this direction, or I don't know anything about that, you know, which, which are true, <laughs> but you get a sense for yourself. I think each of us does when we, we're kind of holding something in that way to kind of keep ourselves safe and feeling nice. And that has, that sense, whatever that is, that's been shaken loose. Like I've just seen, seen that with fresh eyes and I've seen a lot over the last couple of weeks. And so is Barb. Now, let me just say, uh, and again, I should just speak for myself, but I am not at all articulate and about, about world events at all. I am not articulate about my own insights in this case, because they're very new and fresh. And Barb and I talked a lot about whether we even 
should be talking about this now and uh, or, or whether we should wait because this is like, as she said um, to me after we finished recording, she's like, this is kind of like we're just in chapter one. You know, like this big horrible thing happens in the movie and the whole rest of the movie is about... Um, about how the person, how the people, the characters bounce back and, you know, like get back on their feet after this horrible thing happens. And we kind of feel like the horrible thing is all, all the things that have been happening in the world, uh, particularly around racism. And that's really what spurred this conversation between the two of us. And, um, and she and I have kind of just been shocked awake by it, but we're in the very, very, very early stages of even kind of seeing it clearly. But we know that there's a lot to see. We know that there's a lot that we haven't seen. And that's all we talk about really in this conversation is just our own personal journeys with that. So please don't hear this as, um, you know, we've got it down. We're seeing clearly. I'm certainly not seeing clearly. Um, but I'm seeing some things more clearly. And please don't hear it as uh, anything we should ever do. It's just not that at all. It's just us sharing how things have been going for us and us talking about the understanding that we share and that we come from and everything I talk about here on Changeable without a, without a doubt at all, this understanding shifts people's consciousness. And when consciousness is shifted and raised, especially at a really big level, very practical, even very complex things in the world have to follow suit. Like they, that's, they, they come from that shift in consciousness. So we do talk a bit about how this understanding that we both love so much and that we both, you know, it saved, saved both of us in so many ways how we see it as relevant and useful given what's happening in the world. So I hope you hear something that's helpful in this conversation. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I'd love to know. Let me know. And without further ado, here it is. Hey, everyone. This is Amy Johnson. I'm here with my friend, Barb Patterson. Hello, everybody. Great to be here, Amy. Yeah, and Barb and I are excited to have this conversation um, together. We wanted to do it together, probably because it felt like it'd be easier for both of us, maybe, if we had it together. Um, but yeah, we just want to have a conversation about what we're both seeing around everything that's been happening in the world, how it's gone for us personally, given what we share on our respective podcasts, given what we teach and what we know about how humans work. Um, yeah, to just kind of explore all of that in this, in this current climate. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's interesting because I, you know, Amy and I were, you know, kind of half teasing, half not that like, you know, we wanted a list of qualifiers to say at the beginning of this conversation. And mostly because I think in a, just a real honest way, we've, we want to be clear that something's happened to both of us and you'll hear, you'll hear that we'll speak to that ourselves over the last couple of weeks that has in a really beautiful way, you know, using my words, has kind of blown my heart open, my consciousness to, you know, whatever. I'm seeing things I had not seen before. And that's had a mix 
of experience within me and I'm so grateful for it. But I was taking the time that I felt was really necessary to be reflective so that when I share, what I share is aligned both to this deeper nature, this deeper wisdom, and what I want to say and do. And I think it's a little bit like, I'm not sure I'm quite, quite ready. <laughs> ready is a real thing. But um, Amy and I were having a conversation and over the last couple of weeks, I've been really grateful for my friends and my family and the people in my life that, you know, I've been also exploring. And after the death of George Floyd and the protests that are happening, I don't know exactly when or why, but I know that something affected me deeply and I can't go back, which often happens when we see something, right? Mm -hmm. Now what I'm seeing is still completely unfolding. So I think that's the tentativeness of this conversation is to know like I'm, ha I'm, I'm you know, I've just, just seeing. So I ask you guys for forgiveness and understanding that we're both going to be sharing in the best way we can about what we're seeing as we're seeing it. Now, one option would be not to have this conversation. <laughs> and we both... <laughs> We've thought about that one many times. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, uh, a couple of people reached out to me privately that have been um, students that have been part of programs I've done or have heard different talks, things. And one person in particular was a, a mentee of mine. And she said something that just really struck me. And what she said was, you know, Barb, and we look to our mentors and our teachers, the people we love and trust to help us out when life is unsettled. You know, when things are... Uh, things are going on. We, we look to those mentors and teachers to be, to guide us, to help us, to, you know, help us find our way. And, and I just felt that I'm like, yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. And so while she and I had a really lovely conversation and then reaching out to other people in the community and Amy, it was like, well, for that reason alone, maybe it would be supportive yeah. to share how what we're seeing and how this understanding from the lens of, of this understanding, how it's helping us um, navigate these times. Yeah, I think it's um, so, it just helps me so much to even hear you say that and to kind of start this whole conversation with that piece that um, yes, we both teach things that are incredibly helpful and, and necessary. And, you know, we want to be there when people are looking. And yes, we're both completely, I'll just speak for myself now, I'm completely stumbling through this conversation. And just in my own head, it's changing moment to moment. And like Barb said, like so much is cracking open. So much is, has I've seen so much in a bigger way, but then 
largely, I don't really even feel all that ready to articulate it or able to articulate it. So it's like this conversation is, for me, it feels like it's one foot in. Yeah, like, man, I've seen some stuff about how life works that needs to be shared and that I know people would benefit from. And then the other foot of mine is in the camp of, I don't know anything and I'm still, and this is pers- feels personal aspects of it feel personal for me too. And I don't feel ready to say anything. So anyway, bear with us, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of stumbling, feeling, feeling your way through, but isn't that most of life? You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. And I think that's part of what we do share is that uh, you don't, sit back and get it all nailed down and perfectly and then go live your life. Like life yeah. is happening and we're living it in the messiness of it and, and in just jumping in and doing it. And that's maybe how we get to have more clarity. So even the conversations that Barb and I have had leading up to this conversation, we're having just short ones around this topic have been so helpful for me just to, just to say things and hear things, you know? And so hopefully this is just an extension of that. Yeah, and and I think that, you know, what Amy and I are going to share is going to be our, our story, what we're seeing for ourselves. But like in anything we do and anything we talk about, what will come through for you will be for you. Yeah. So I know my life has been deeply touched by people sharing their stories and their insights. And, and, and yet I also know that it's been me listening to my own wisdom, being willing to reflect enough to kind of hear and listen and see that has been the transformation in my own life across the board. And so while we share today, we want to say we aren't saying what should be done. Uh, we aren't saying, you know, what you should do in particular but um, we know that when we're willing to look in a direction, that it can wake us all up to something new and fresh. And so, again, we just thank you, everybody. And, and I want to just start there. So what happened for me, like I said, was there's something in the last few weeks in particular and around the death of George Floyd and And ultimately, I don't know what or why. I just know it affected me. I got really affected and impacted. And in that, my heart was more open. Um, I was hearing things. I was feeling a lot of things. And in that, I was out for a walk one day and... You know, like movies like Selma or Civil Rights or Underdog Stories, I had this image of myself that I'd be one of those people on the bridge, right? In Selma, I'd be hand in hand, arm in arm, locked. And when I was out walking, I had this realization, this kind of moment, this thought come through that said, not only are you not on the bridge, you are nowhere near the bridge. And you know, when you have those moments of insight, it didn't come with, it came with clarity. 
and truth didn't come with, you know, guilt and shame and feeling bad about myself. It was just, that's true. Now, the reason I think that mattered to me is because, like I said, I think in the, in the scheme of life, I, I, Barb, right? This is Barb's story. (laughs) I, I, I believe in um, equality and, and in um, love and in people and, um, and lifting each other up. I believe we're all in this together. I believe that, you know, at our core, at our spiritual nature, we are, there's this oneness and we are human. I believe that both. But what that began inside of me was a realization that I was on the sidelines of this conversation of, of, you know, what's coming to life in, and whether it's around racism or police brutality or, you know, the Black Lives Matter and equality and, you know, like all, just all of those things. I was on the sidelines. I had a belief and a point of view, but I wasn't necessarily on the, acting like I just saw there was more I could do. That's it. I don't, you know, I I don't know what that is. I, I know I've done some things, but the first thing that came through was to listen and to reflect. And again, this was from a place of listening for what I don't know, listening to what I don't understand listening to the voices of people that I haven't before that just aren't in my normal world. So that was what came, my wisdom came through in those ways initially at first. And I took that to heart. I took that to heart. And for sure, I have seen a few things that have been helpful to me around that. But what I want to just make at that point is when I look to the understanding, I can see like all those, you know, when I work with companies or I've learned that, you know, listen to understand, right? We talk about that a lot in this understanding. We talk about listening in a free open space. Well, I could see that there was a place in an area of this conversation that I just hadn't really taken in hadn't really listened or explored. And all of a sudden it made sense to me in that moment to do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I love in some ways that you're, you know, that it's just how you share. It's like, just listen more, do more of that. And it just is, is, um, I just think that's helpful to kind of, mentioned that that's that to our mind that almost never feels like enough mm-hmm. but you can hear it and how you share it you know like and it and it, it it just feels like it is such the fundamental first step to everything is just no noticing whoa I'm on the sideline in your case I'm on the sidelines I want to listen more I don't know what that looks like 
and to just rest in that because I feel like that's where a lot of us are. That's where I am too, as I'll share, you know, but like to, to say, hey, we don't have to come in then with the next step. We don't know the next step. Barb and I are not racism experts. We don't know anything about what policies should be happening. You know, we don't know any of that, but we don't have to. Like we're just all of us, I think, kind of just taking that next step to listen more more deeply in our case or in your case, whatever it might be for you. Yeah, yeah. I think um, for me, my version of that that's been really coming to life this week and and beyond really since the uh, pandemic started, but especially in the last couple of weeks since um, the death of George Floyd is seeing how much, um, just like you, Barb, like I have this image of myself and I have certain personal beliefs. And, um, and to me, it looks obvious that, oh, well, I'm, the work I do and the things I share with people that we are love, that we are all the same, that's doing it. That's me doing my part, you know? And that's helped my ego think, you know, okay, well, I'm good. I'm doing my part. I, of course, I don't feel that way. And of course, I'm even pub- kind of public about it because I say we're all love and we're all the same. Duh. Like people get that, right? It helps. And, you know, and really being broken open to a new level of not that that hasn't been helpful, not that I even have a responsibility necessarily to do more, but that again, just me speaking for me right now, like that I stop there and tell myself, okay, you're good now, you know, and I don't want to do that. I bury my head in the sand and I do what's comfortable and what I feel I'm good at and what I feel I know. And, and then I, and then there's this way of sort of hiding in that too, you know? And, and so I, although it's been very hard and uh, uncomfortable at times to see that for sure. And for me, less so in my work than in my family life where there's a lot of um, political division and my solution always throughout my life is like, I'm just not going there. In the name of, I'm just going to rise above it and this isn't helpful conversation, which I believe are true. <laughs> at the same time, like the, it, it can go to a place of, well, I'm just not going to go there and then nothing is done. And so I know there's a spot in there. I, I, as we sit here right now, I don't exactly know what that looks like. I don't know what it'll do, if anything. It's not even my concern right now, but it's, it's more me kind of sitting on the ledge of something, seeing just how much um, it's been comfortable yeah. to stay back in a certain way and how that it's not comfortable anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's it exactly. I think yeah, seeing seeing that, you know, I was on the sidelines of something that ultimately once I took it in, like once I really took in what was happening, it became obvious to me that more action is required. Not to be, you know, or let me say it different. Well, that's how it feels to me. It feels that clear to me. If, um, for me, more action. And yet, because of this understanding, I have felt my propensity to just want to run, you know, and do it. Um, because I have that, you know, I kind of can uh, get, get that way in general. 
But what I've so appreciated is in the depth of listening, I want that action to be aligned from wisdom, that deeper nature, the wisdom of all that is my deeper wisdom, and what needs to get done to help eradicate something that I see. And, and so it is this kind of, you know, I want to rush to prove I'm, I'm in the game now, I'm here, right? You know, but, but I also can feel my wisdom wanting to continue to, you know, listen and do what makes sense. And, and I'll just give you one example. And, you know, I am um, talking about I've heard the term white privilege before. And like you, Amy, I appreciate you saying what you said. I sort of never really listened to that. And in a way, I think I ruled it out and probably could have a really you know, good argument now to say, ultimately, I believe in the spiritual nature at our core, the essential nature, we are all the same. And that language and words divide. And if we could see it all as thought, we, the consciousness on the planet would, you know, like I can sort of go in a direction. But here's what's interesting to me and why I think our evolution and our, you know, wisdom comes to us tailor-made for us is because over the last few years in particular, you know, what changed for me in this understanding was seeing both my spiritual nature and my human nature and to see that they aren't mutually exclusive, that they aren't, they aren't one, there's no hierarchy. You know, one isn't better than the other. And that, you know, as a human, we're the intersection of the form and the formless, right? And, and in a way, it's like the more I've gotten my own felt knowing of that deeper nature, that spiritual nature, it's helped me move in the world of my human nature in a very different way. It's been amazing. But I, I'm not interested in ignoring human nature and only seeing spiritual nature. You know, or, or, and then, you know, I spent a lot of years <laughs> fascinated with human nature with no appreciation for our spiritual nature. So I know I don't want to go back. I can't go back to that. So, but I think this topic, like the things that's going on right now, it's such a great example. So when people brought up that word white privilege before, I, I kind of knew what they meant, but I never really, again, listened or took it in. But somehow in the last couple of weeks, without me trying, right, without me going after all of a sudden, like we said, kind of waking up to something deep inside of us we hadn't seen, I all of a sudden got curious, like, well, what? What does that mean exactly? And, and just kind of, you know, got more open about that. And then there was a tweet somebody put out, which talked about how at the, it's really at the local governmental level where you have to work on certain policies to change, right? Well, I, two things came from that. One is I realized I have there's a way I've tuned out policies and vote, voting on certain things. Just, you know, my brain doesn't work that way. Oh, that's not me, right? Or um, I've thought a lot about the national voting. I've done that and I've gotten interested in, in that, but I haven't really paid much attention to local government. Well, in that realization and kind of in that moment, insight, right, kind of coming through, helping me see more, I realized, oh, 
that might be one example of what they're talking about in privilege, right? Like just seeing like, oh yeah, I haven't really had to look at those things because they don't affect me negatively very much. You know, it's kind of like I haven't really had to get in that game or get out off the sidelines there because it's like, but again, there was something and this is, you know, still still forming in me, right? Mm -hmm. But for sure, I now know for me, one place I can act is to get more knowledgeable about local politics and policies and my vote there can make a difference. That's a simple way that has started to illuminate. Just one simple way. Well, I love that because um, my insights haven't been anything at all like that or around (laughs) anything like that. But like you said, it's, you know, we get what's right for us. So again, just to speak to that for a second, like we're not saying everybody go get involved in local politics. Like, but I love how you shared that. It's like, oh, these this little breadcrumb leads to the next, leads to the next. And it's something right in front of your face that shows up that feels right to you. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, it's so interesting. Again, I, in the name of, um, well, obviously all people are the same. And if you, if you have these views, you're wrong and you're racist and you're, you know, like when I, <laughs> when I said to you, Barb and I first talked a couple of days ago and, and I was still very much you know, just in the middle of all of this. And I said to Barb that people in my family were racist. And um, something about even just saying that out loud shifted so much for me. I, I, in my mind, had been saying that all over the place. I'd been saying it to my husband a little bit. Um, but, you know, some of that had happened, but I just, there was so, all of this tension building up around that. But what I saw around that when I said, you know, these people in my family are racist and it's that like, that's creating so much just suffering and dissonance for me and all of that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened when I said it out loud, but after I said it out loud, I've been flooded with examples and thoughts and memories and all kinds of things to show me that that's not the full story. That my, my, again, it was, I mean, again, I don't want to get all psychological about it, but it was like, it was comfortable. It was my form of privilege to say, well, you're racist and I'm not going to entertain that. And that's not helpful. In my case, with my people, that is not helpful. So to just brush it off as something that's just so appalling, I can see now more and more, and I think and hope more and more is coming to really see, no, that's not the full story and it's only going to put it's only me putting up another wall to call that the full story yeah and man I don't want to have these conversations with with people but you know what I'm pretty sure I will and 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 again not even conversations about politics and race and all of that but conversations where I can I hope sit down and see people that I love for who I know they really are beyond our separate realities beyond how we're seeing things yeah yeah, and I think it's a that I think that's what happens sometimes when we kind of wake up to something. We have like a shift, and we see new. Um, we're quick to want to fix it, resolve it, 
And um, yeah, it doesn't always (laughs) work that way. But that's one beautiful thing that I know we've both seen and probably many listeners that have been in this conversation for a while is to just notice that inclination to now do something and say, no, I'll know. Just like this insight showed up for me, I'll know when it's time to do something. I'll know what to do when it's time. Yeah. And, and we, we know where to look for that. Yeah. You know, we know to look in, into our deeper nature and that when we're willing to just look that, um, things reveal themselves to us that are helpful. And this is true, again, no matter what we're looking at, no matter what we're considered. But, you know, that nudge that I had to want to listen more deeply. Now, since that nudge, I've, I've heard, I've, you know, heard some amazing people speak. I've, I've had a couple of great conversations. I've, you know, I've, um, been inspired. Um, I've cried, you know, like it's, it's, I've felt uncomfortable just about what to do and how to do it. And, you know, and, and then here's an example too. Like I was reading so much and listening to so much at one point. I'm like, I got like almost paralyzed. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And then I don't want to make it about me. And then I don't want to offend anybody and then I don't want to speak too soon and who am I like I just had so much noise but again because of this understanding I'm so grateful that I knew where to go for my clarity of mind I knew the direction to look and that that storm would pass and as that storm passed a clarity would emerge that would be again for me yeah I mean, and that really kind of leads into what's probably one of the biggest questions that people have around all this is like, how does this understanding help when, when the form of the issue, how it's showing up out in the world is so old and complex and it, there's just so much to it. How can something as simple as knowing where to look help? And I think you just said it really well, but like we can always point back to this, you know, that like you said earlier as well, like it's not choosing one or the other. It's not like, oh, let's just look toward the formless and completely ignore the form and the humanness and all of that. Not at all. And I can totally get, I think, how it sounds like it is sometimes for sure. You know, I understand that, I think. And like you said, sometimes we're more, more in that human camp sometimes we're more in that spiritual camp and or we feel like we are our mind is you know but truly we are the intersection of all of it and there is not a better or worse really I think that's hard to hear sometimes it was for me like no like I know the spiritual is better you know the spiritual is only here to improve the form and like but just to just to see that that they exist together they they're the same thing just in you know showing up in different ways and um, I feel like that, again, is one of those things that can sound, um, if our mind's a little busy or if we're looking for a solution for like, I need, this needs to get fixed and I need a solution. It's, it's easy to kind of say, yeah, listening, humility, all that nice stuff you guys talk about, that's fine, but something needs to be done. And I think what I'm saying, what we're saying is you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice. And it's, 
necessary and it's what paves the way, opens for stuff to get done because yes, out in the world, stuff does need to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. It's like, I want to be clear. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I am something needs to get done and I want to play a part in that. And um, that's my, you know, kind of what matters to me and I'm going to do that. One of the questions I know we've both been getting and um, in different groups and, you know, with friends and clients is this idea that does this understanding just mean, you know, like we spiritually bypass our feelings and, and um, ignore what's really going on, like looking to the oneness of life, isn't that just bypassing? And in a way, I think we're going to talk a little bit, like maybe both sides of our mouth here, because I think the answer's yes and no. The first thing I want to say is just the whole construct of spiritual bypass is that. But there are moments throughout these last couple of weeks, and actually, you know, throughout the last three months with the pandemic, where my experience has been of immense hopefulness. There have been times in the last two weeks um, with the anger, the upset, the hopelessness, the discouragement, what I, all everything you're seeing in the midst of that, also feeling more expanded, more connected, and more hopeful. And I think that's, that's what we're saying is because we are, we have a spiritual nature and this human nature, it's possible to have an experience where we're gripped in a way and shocked by life, but also in awe. You know, we're, we're living in this kind of heartbreak, but also seeing that this heartbreak is potentially, I mean, there were marches around the world. You know, people in my family are talking about things. I've talked to friends, you and I, you know, our mastermind group are, you know, like there are things that are evidence, evidence of a shift of consciousness happening, that there is a momentum around this greater spiritual nature of life that is carrying all of us. That's amazing. So I want to appreciate that as much as appreciate my empathy and my inadequacy for the, the moments I felt totally inadequate, the heartbreak of watching a man die yeah. or be murdered. You know, like, let me just say it that way. Let me not say that nicely to watch a man be murdered in my opinion, right? You know, like those things are not mutually exclusive in my experience over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And in a way, I think it's the understanding, understanding what's happening, not being afraid of my experiences, which this, you know, this work has taught me not to be afraid of them. You know, um, there is no spiritual bypassing in that because we have an understanding of it. And to be honest, I've been grateful for the depth of feeling I've had. I mean, you know, it's not like it, but it continues to wait to blow me open. It continues to, 
Yeah, to that, that kind of richer quality of life is the full range of the human experience. It's not just the nice ones. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the whole spiritual bypass thing, it's funny. Like for me, it just, like you're saying, in my own head and my everyday thinking about it, it's just so obvious. There's no, like looking toward the spiritual isn't bypassing anything. It's, it's where the source of everything we're looking for lives so that we can bring it out into the world. Now, as I say that, you know, like that's again, I think for me, I'm just sharing like that's another thing I've seen where I'm like, well, of course I don't spiritually bypass. I, I see that it's both and I can, I can have that answer and really clearly truly see that. And yet um, it's been really humbling to kind of over these past couple of weeks look and see, well, maybe I do. Or maybe it sounds like I do, or maybe it feels like I do at times because you know what, we can, there's a time and a place to talk about formless energy and love. <laughs> and it's not every single time and place. And there's a time and place maybe to, to get angry and demand solutions and change. And it's not, and we don't want to only be there either. Mm-hmm. But, but I think for sure, um, yeah, it's another place of seeing, wow, where have, where have I gotten comfortable? And maybe have just innocently become blind to, to where it's easier to hang out in one camp versus the other. And like this whole thing, what, it's, what all this is doing, yeah, it's like we said, yeah. it's kind of shaking us out of that comfort zone a bit. Yeah, and it's, it's really fascinating because there's so much like in the area of just listening to understand that, you know, that has become an anchor for me for years, you know, coming across this understanding because I could see how I thought I was a great listener, but I really wasn't. I was paying more attention to what my mind was doing than really listening to understand you. I, and that has shown up in family and friends at work. I've, when I work with businesses and teams, you know, where there's conflict, it's like, really helping them see that there's a way to listen to understand and people and we we just don't do that because we either it's uncomfortable or we're afraid we'll give up our power or we're afraid that someone will influence us you know like there's all kinds of thought around that but through my mentors in this work in particular They've shown me the value, the immense value of listening, really listening and seeing to, un- to understand. Yeah. And so when I look at this issue in particular, I could see a couple of things. It's like um, somebody posted something. It was just a one, of, you know, like a quote thing. But all it said was, did you stop listening to me because you didn't like the tone of my voice? And I was like, yep, (laughs) you know, know, I'm kind of being, I'm being laughing at myself, but it was so clear to me. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, and so in that moment, again, it was an insightful thing of going, oh yeah. Okay. What if I could listen beyond like, get okay. They didn't have to say it in a nice tone of voice and I could hear someone. Yeah. You know, what if I could get comfortable with you know, kind of, and, and I saw that. And again, this is Barb. I saw that sometimes my love of peace and no conflict can keep me from really taking something in. Yeah. And again, no right or wrong here. 
there's that's mean I'm you know gonna at times I'm gonna choose no conflict right I'm gonna do everything I can to you know but I don't want my conditioned way to be running that show I want to be willing to feel like you know oh okay I can also listen yeah and be uncomfortable I cannot like their tone of voice but listen to understand yeah yeah and I think that's really it for all of us like we you know if 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 we can be curious about where our conditioning is running away with us and man that's been huge huge in the last couple weeks to see and and we all will say oh i'm not conditioned (laughs) or i am but i see around it you know but like oh my gosh just to really listen to that within ourselves and have so much humility that we're all incredibly conditioned it's not it's not a bad thing it just is but to be curious and want to see around that wow and again like we've been saying it doesn't mean you're going to suddenly become an activist or start sharing things publicly you don't have to do any of that but like when we get curious about where our conditioning is running the show and what's beyond that that's where we just see that you know what's right for us like Mm. yeah Yeah, you know, about a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer, I was um, working with this team in in the UK and we had this session and we just all went around. We were talking about listening and how, you know, kind of there's like there's this continuum, you know, where we're really present listening and, you know, listening to understand and then we're totally distracted, (laughs) you know, just to use that. And, And we went around and everybody shared. When they started to get a feel for this, I, we, I just asked the question. I said, so, you know, just in a fun way, what is it? When do you stop listening? Mm-hmm. And it was so fun. It was like literally like we were all laughing and then people would say something and be like, oh, yeah, I do that too. And, some, and it was great because it was a light way for them to begin to look at. They had a conditioned way of listening. Like you said, it was invisible to them. Yeah. But, you know, people were saying things like, well, if, the, if I think they're wrong, I, I quit listening. Yeah. Now, on the outside, it looks like they're listening, but everybody was kind of holding themselves accountable. They were really taking to heart, like, yeah, when do I shut down? Yeah. And so everything from tone of voice to when I think I'm right, when um, I don't like them for some reason, yeah. when I don't relate to them, you know, like, and, and that's, again, just another place where this understanding and, you know, in, in, in light of this conversation in particular, it can be easy to just not realize we've stopped listening. Yes. I love that. We, mine, mine would be when it becomes political. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, yeah. that's not my realm. And, and yeah. you know, but look what's lost in that. It makes yeah. so much sense on the surface, but my ego loves it because it makes me look good, feel good, right? But yeah. so much is lost in that. I love like in our, uh, one of my communities that um, we've had some really at times difficult calls, some really uh, open, really honest calls in the last couple of weeks. And, um, and there were some that for sure tone of voice and anger and emotion would have us just, just tune out. But, you know, I've been so blown away by how many people heard so much still beyond the anger, beyond all of that. So it just, 
it's just really beautiful to see too that we're wired for this. We're designed to listen beyond all of this stuff. It's not that hard. I mean, it is hard. It feels hard at times, but it's also not that hard. Yeah. And I think what an act of compassion when we allow each other to be messy, but we hang out with you anyway. Yeah. You know, we allow it to be messy and maybe loud and blamey or upset or, you know, whatever, but to stay, to stay, to stay in the conversation, to stay present, to do our best, to just listen, to understand beyond the noise and the volume. Yeah. Which is kind of what we've been feeling like we've been doing here is just being kind of messy and being very grateful that we get to just, you know, mess our way through this and hopefully... Hopefully it's helpful in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I'm so grateful to like, who knew that first of all, a man 40 years ago would have an insight and that his teachers would teach me. Right. And that they would show me there was an understanding of the nature of thought the nature, our spiritual nature, kind of the truth of who we are, and that that journey has served my life in so many ways, like, you know, from feeling more connected to others, to feeling more of the richness and being touched by people, by life. It's helped me and played the game in my business in a whole nother way. It's, I don't know. I like, I could spend so much time, but, and that right now when it matters, when what's going on matters to me, this matters that. Yeah. I have a place. I have a knowing and a glimpse, you know, it's like the, there's the storm and there's the eye in the storm. And I can have a moment of touching the stillness and the connection and the truth of who we are and our, the oneness and the hopefulness. And it nourishes me for the moments when I'm in the storm. Yeah. That, that knowing where to look, knowing what's true and real and what doesn't change and what's always there, it'll never get the credit it deserves or like it'll never look as, you know, it's so hard to point to and it sounds, however it sounds, but um, I know you and I and many, many people are just so grateful to have that sense when it's so easy to just get, feel out at sea with everything that's happening right now. And I think also that the knowing that what we've experienced happens in a, in a much larger scale as well, that when people get uncomfortable, we see new things. It is like, it is just what happens. We get uncomfortable and we go through all the feelings and all the confusion and all of the dark times and, and we're, we just see new things from that. And that's happening 
globally on many levels around many things, many, many things. Oh my gosh, right now is so many things. And I just can't not believe that it is that same process that happens in every single one of us, right? We just get uncomfortable yeah. and we see new things. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a faith in our humanity and a faith in the spiritual nature that we can, we can change things. And I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm in the game, right? Yeah. Um, of changing this, of the hope and the possibility of living in a world where racism is non-existent. Yeah. And there is a lot of work to do. I see that now. And I'm unapologetic about saying that. And I'm in the game and I don't know what that means. And I'm grateful to know that um, there's a lot of people, you know, that 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 deeper nature will continue to guide me. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how, you know, I, I, even in the middle of all of the, the, horrible things that are happening at the same time, like we said, we're spiritual and we're human. Like at the same time of all of that is when I at times feel most hopeful and most connected because you know that, you know, we get uncomfortable and we do see things and people are waking up and saying, I'm in the game and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I don't know what I don't know, but I have new eyes to see it and to hear it, you know, that we did not have a few weeks yeah. ago. We just yeah. didn't. So I think, I don't know, that has to, that has to be good. For <laughs> sure. And, I, good think, and I, I also, as you share, Amy, it just strikes me like when I try and figure out how to resolve it all, right? Yes. Um, that's when I get lost. Yeah. When I just look at what's the next thing for me to do. There's a knowing. So, you know, that, that has shown up for me in various ways, whether it's reaching out to people, whether it's taking a look at something, whether it's signing a petition, whether it's reading a book, whether it's um, learning from other voices outside of my normal world. Like there are endless options there if that's a direction, right? But I just want to say it's like, the I don't know, I don't know how it's all going to happen, right? But when I listen and look at the, there is a knowing of the next thing for me. Yeah, yeah. I think it comes from that, from that I don't know often. And it's so backwards, right? It's so ironic, but to just truly in a hopeful way say, I don't know, but I know something's going to show up. It does. It does. Yeah. Thanks. uh, Thanks everyone for listening to this. I hope, uh, I hope something's been helpful and, and that we all just kind of continue to, to not know and to, to let this unfold, whatever it is, however it's unfolding within each of us. And thank you, Barb, for having this conversation. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. And thank you, everybody. I'm uh, grateful to be on the journey with all of you. Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review. 
iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. I'll talk to you next week.